Nerd Files Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. We're going to talk about Preacher. Alright. AMC's Preacher. Because we just finished season one. Yes. Actually, I had finished it, and then I was like, you got to watch the show. And then I watched it in a day and, and a half. In a day and a half. <laughs> but we watched like the last four together on Skype, which was interesting. We watched the last five together. Holy shit, we did. We watched half of it. And then we watched the pilot together, too, so we only didn't watch four episodes. Huh. Well done. There was ten, right? Yeah. So let's get your initial thoughts. This series is insane, and I love every minute of it. I agree with that. I think it's the best thing that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have done. I mean, yeah, it was fucking awesome. I think it is better than Sausage Party, even though I love Sausage Party. Um, I mean, like, obviously... I, they're way I, different. I, I gotta probably would imagine they're way different things. but. Oh, yeah, very different. But, you know, you brought up the pairing. I think it's the, the best thing they've done. It, it, honestly, it's fucking awesome. So, like, it's hard to argue with that. Um without looking at their IMDb page. <laughs> but yeah, Super yeah. bad, you know, all the movies. They don't think they've done... This is like their first foray in the TV. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first one that Seth isn't uh, front and center on. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was a good choice, because they're just writing it really well. And I feel like it would have been a bit distracting if he came on even in the supporting role that's, like, there for a long time. Yeah, they were so into the comics, I guess, that they wanted to do this for a while. Yeah. And, damn, this is... It was really awesome because I think this was a really great choice. Because the first season is a prologue to the first um, book. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was a really good choice. Because if they started with the premise of where they ended, I would have been like how do you get into this? But, like, the way they did it, you, um, you are into it. It's insane at the beginning. But it just gets more and <laughs> Literally more Literally, someone off. explodes, like, within the first three minutes. Or... Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, um, Game of Thrones slowly easing you into the fantasy madness to, like, the point where, like, you have dragons and white walkers and shit and, and the same episode. Mm-hmm. They did that in a season. They eased you into the insanity of what this is in a season to the point where in the final episode, spoilers, they have a conversation with someone who is pretending to be God uh, <laughs> yeah. in heaven. And, and like, it's, you just buy it. Like, it's not even like a, a, I don't know, it was just so funny, like, the way they did it. <laughs> Who's the guy's name that plays the preacher? God damn, dude, I should know the name. Dominic Cooper? Dominic Cooper. He does a great job. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody's great. Yeah, uh, him, Tulip, and the vampire are all awesome. Um, I love Assface. He's, he's fun. I don't know who the actor is, but I really enjoyed the character. Um, Even his dad. I mean, yeah. I, that's in layer, the sheriff. Yeah. And then the crazy meat guy. 
yeah, played yeah. by Warshaw. Warshaw. Um, Jackie Earl Haley. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's his actual name or if I'm pronouncing it correctly yeah. or if I got the last name right. But that's what I remember, so that's what we're going with. He's a good actor, though. I really liked him. Uh, he was the only redeeming factor in Watchmen for me, or, like, the main redeeming factor, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize it was him until you said something, and then I just... Well, yeah, he does wear a mask for most of that movie. I really liked this character, too, that he played. He's always a good actor. Oh, you know what else he was uh, the uh, only redeeming factor of? The remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, really? I thought he did a really good job in that. Um, it was just that the movie was shitty. Oh. So I would have been okay with him if they were going to completely reboot and like not bring Robert Englund back. I would be fine with him. Um, hmm. But they, yeah, that was interesting because they went into, it's a tangent, but like they like tried to make scary again instead of like you're rooting for him. And I think that just pissed people off. Obviously, at, at Collider, they didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but anyway, back to Preacher. But the the pilot might be one of the best that I've seen in a long time. Just there's so much they pack into it, and, and the character introductions. Like they introduce Cassidy on a plane, and then he has this crazy like Kill Bill fight type thing and then he jumps yeah. out of the plane with an umbrella yeah and crashes the plane <laughs> like you're just like what the fuck I love that yeah they did that and then they introduced Tulip in the middle of yeah like a car the cornfield um <laughs> in Kansas yeah and she's just got like... her she's got her throat is like she's She's being, like, choked. She's driving. <laughs> like, behind her in the, in the back yeah. seat. Love it. Then she goes yeah. and makes a customized bazooka, and the kids love it. But she's... Yeah. <laughs> so they really define the characters. Um, yeah. And she's a strong female character, I thought. Yeah, she was. Um, well, I guess she is. The show's still going. Um, I love, too, that they, like, just open with this, like weird uh it's not even mist it's just like a invisible moving force and yeah. then causes people to explode except the <laughs> preacher like, what yeah except for preacher and it's just like what like even tom cruise <laughs> apparently got yeah. exposed to this and exploded <laughs> so on the TV screen it says Tom Cruise explodes and then at the finale it says Tom Cruise his ashes are being sent up in a spaceship <laughs> I love um, so it's a running joke throughout the show that someone is changing the sign on the church mm-hmm. oh I love that um <laughs> So it's always like changed to say vulgar things and <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Uh, I love, uh toward the end too, it's uh um uh, it says uh today meet God, tomorrow to be determined. To be determined, yeah. T B D. Uh what another character that I really like and we're gonna learn more about him is the uh 
the horseman guy, the cowboy guy. Yeah, yeah, the gunslinger. Yeah, the gunslinger. So now, um, I kind of noticed as we were watching this, uh, and I, I already told you, but for the viewers at home, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, this is kind of the opposite. They, they, with that, they're setting it up. It's kind of the opposite of the Dark Tower. So Stephen King's The Dark Tower, which we're going to get an adaption of uh, mm-hmm. the first book next year, uh, in February, um, it starts off with uh, this old and weary gunslinger mm-hmm. chasing after the man in black. And it's going to be Isaac Elba chasing uh, Matthew McConaughey in the movie. And uh, the man in black, at this point, is wearing a priest Cossack. And so it's interesting because the way they set this up at the end of season one of Preacher is that um, the uh, Preacher, who is our protagonist, is, you know, obviously a holy man being chased by a gunslinger. So it's kind of like, this, uh, it's not the same story in reverse, but like, you know, that's, I think that might have been, the Dark Tower might have been kind of an inspiration for them, especially since how crazy it is, because the Dark Cat Tower is insane. Like, it's just random shit. <laughs> Just well, it fits it, right it's into this world, awesome. then, and this is anything awesome. like that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for example, in one of the books, they fight a bunch of robots um, using uh, Harry Potter snitches toys that are filled with uh, gunpowder. Oh, wow. <laughs> So it came out after Harry Potter, that book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last uh, three were in like 2001, 2, 3, something like that. I think the last one was 2003. Nice. So, I, yeah, I really, I like the, a lot of the editing and the cinematography are just spot on. A lot with, it's typical with AMC. Um Mm-hmm. Think the... Yeah, it definitely looked like an AMC show, but it, it also better than uh, most AMC shows, too. Like, it looks like the first couple seasons of Walking Dead when they shot on film. Yeah, and you saw some Walking Dead sets, or in a lot of Breaking Bad sets, right? It... Or you noticed them. You, know, you notice a lot of Breaking Bad sets and also Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they reused the uh, the spot where in Breaking Bad they all go to like disappear. Right. Um, they use that uh, to go to hell. The angels use they're waiting for the bus there to go to hell, um, which yeah was awesome use of graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they have the giant full screen graphics. I know. <laughs> I love that. It says hell. Yeah, I love it. I mean, like, I had realized where we were, like, a few minutes before they put it up. Right, because you feel like you're in hell watching that montage or that same scene over and over and over or the same yeah. sequence. Yeah. Um, so that was really well done. Um, I would say that's where some of the main horror of it came this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, then the other set that I noticed was the Meat Factory. They reused the set from Terminus from Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
So they must be shooting in Atlanta and Albuquerque. They probably are because uh, AMC will be familiar with shooting in those areas. Yeah. And they already have stuff set up there. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's set in Texas, too. So. It worked for me because I didn't even pick that up. Uh, yeah, I didn't pick that up, those sets up. I kind of recognized the, the drop-off point. Well, I mean, uh, me and my family kind of make fun of movies when they reuse the same sets, just like as a little jokingly, because uh, we watched, um, well, me and my mom and grandma love uh, Agatha Christie's Perot, and so they reused the same sets like in late, from the first episodes and later episodes, hoping that it's been long enough that you won't notice. Mm-hmm. And then every English show and movie or whatever, whenever they need a church, they use this one church set. So, like, we, we always joked it's the only church in England. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's that's pretty good. That's the only <laughs> church in England. Can you imagine? <laughs> so, the preacher, he's, he's like, possessed by this, this demon thing. And then he gives people, certain people orders, right? Like, serve God. Yeah, yeah. Or open your heart. And it's, like bad it always ends bad for those people right yeah i mean it's interesting because the first one it seemed like you like they literally just had to obey the command um but then toward the end of the season we had um rorschach Mm -hmm. he was given the command uh i don't remember the exact serve god serve god yeah um but yeah it was I mean, and he listened to it for a while, but then it kind of wore off, and, like, he was trying to buy the church again. So I don't know what, how, like, um, they kind of introduced, froze. It froze, man. Slow motion. Yeah. So you're saying that they kind of did something with... Well, by presenting it as um, Rorschach is able to like go against it, it, it implies that the power is only temporary mm-hmm. over somebody, and that the only reason that... Um, the guy in the first episode followed through completely was because it was so quickly after the event. Yeah. He um, went right on the plane, down to see his mother, opened his heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a way to end the pilot. And they get I, away uh, with yeah. a lot of gore in this. And I, I know Walking yeah, Dead does too, but it just this is shocking stuff. Well... It's kind of like the first couple seasons of Walking Dead where the violence actually was shocking. That's true. Um, it isn't shocking anymore. It's just like random. and eh. I think it's because they also switched to like, um, they're not real blood spurts. They're like computer generated. Oh, I think really? That's, uh, um, yeah. Whereas originally they were real like effects. Like they gutted a horse in, a, in the pilot, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Rick's horse gets like ripped apart. That's I think true. That might, yeah. I think that might be the the final shot of the pilot, actually. Just tough visuals. Yeah. 
He shoots a little girl in the face in the, in the teacher. No. <laughs> Damn, that show had balls. Doesn't now Preacher balls. does. Yeah, like Preacher has inherited Walking Dead's balls that got <laughs> off after season three. Um, that might be the title of this episode. Somehow, like something like that. Preacher has inherited Walking Dead. No, that might be too long. Like, I don't know. Preacher has balls. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I feel like. I feel like Walking Dead started off super strong, and then they got castrated, and then they yeah, were like, "All right." They lost like, the creator. Yeah. If Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg leave, they're fucked. Yeah, that's true. But, damn, but they do it. have the material. They have the material to keep going. I mean, it's all in the comic, I'm assuming. Yeah. I think also part of it is, is this is a finite story, unlike Walking Dead. Right. Because um, Walking Dead was set up as as a comic to just run forever. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but also just like, oh, well, you're kind of tied to doing that then. Like, you can't really do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but I, I think, uh, I, I think that they'll probably stick around for the entire run of this. Um, I don't see I why not. It seems like it's pretty simple to make. It probably takes them, uh, you know, four or five months. Yeah. And I mean, they already, they made a movie this year too. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's, it's not even like they didn't, uh, have time to do that. So... I feel like, yeah, they'll probably keep going with it, and then they'll still have time to, like, make a movie every so often. Um, but it's been renewed, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's better than a lot of their other shows, that, like, um, like Hell on Wheels. <laughs> you remember yeah, that one? I do remember that one. Uh, that, that went, like, five seasons, uh, didn't it? Yeah. Somehow. Sure. They have a lot of shows that nobody's watching. Um, I don't. I've never seen Hulk Catch Fire. I've never seen the the other one. That's like the Kung Fu one. Oh right, I forgot about that one. Um, I don't remember the name, but I haven't seen. I that don't remember one. the name of it. I keep thinking of Marco Polo, but that's uh, yeah, Netflix. Netflix. I do watch Comic Book Man, and I watch Geeking Out. Those are our, you know, those are talk shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do. They did do Talking Preacher. They did have those. Yeah. Chris Hardwick. Have we, have I done my rant on a podcast? (laughs) I'm pretty sure you have, but if you want to do it again. I'll leave it then. (laughs) After the throne. (laughs) I know. Um. God, I can't believe they influenced them to do that. (laughs) Better Call Saul is another one I watch, but it's not near as good as Breaking Bad. And this no, and, and preacher is way better than mm-hmm. Saul. Yeah, well, the thing about Saul is, you'll have like half or like three quarters of them are really good, and then like there's a few that are just like, eh, whatever. I don't really care. It's like them. the last couple before the finale, this season, the season two were really good, and I was really excited for the finale, and the finale just kind of let me down. Yeah. Well, the thing was, is the finale of it was just really predictable. I mean, like, it might also be partially, I ended up, um, I, uh, watched, like, 
half of it on my own, and then I was going home, so, like, I ended up, like, watching it again with Dad, and oh. watched three quarters, and then, and then, like, my mom came home, so we had to restart it, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it like three times, but uh, I remember wow. being like, I know exactly where this is going. Like, why are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but yeah, Preacher. I I enjoyed Preacher better the whole season. Like, it, it's, it's yeah, it was satisfying. Overall, it was a much better season. Yeah, and you know, it's it, they called. There was a review that I saw before, even before I watched the show. That was like. Preacher has its red wedding, and but it wasn't as like. I mean, people a lot of people died in the finale, but it wasn't like. Yeah, red wasn't. wedding in Game of Thrones like I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. It came out of nowhere and like it slaughtered. Yeah. Basically, the main character. This was how IndieWire reviewed the finale. Uh, Game of Thrones. I mean, uh, the yeah. Preacher gets its uh, game, Red Wedding or whatever. I mean, they killed a lot of people, but they did exactly kind of what I figured they would. But like, it was an interesting way they did it. I thought they were going to have like everyone just go crazy in the wake of learning mm-hmm. the revelations of like God not being there. Um, no, they kind of did. Someone killed yeah. themselves. But yeah. yeah, but then they added... Uh, idea that the like um, runoff, the like gas runoff from the factory causes the town to explode. <laughs> yeah. I did not see that coming. Um, <laughs> that was a surprise. They've, and they kind of set that up too. You know, they really they, did because like, they, they kept showing the factory. Because I remember episodes before that, like it, it ended on the mm-hmm. uh, gas runoff opening and then closing, and then as it closed, they cut to black. I was like, that was a weird yeah. thing to end on. I remember thinking that, and then the town exploded, and I was like, oh my god. That was the perfect ending. <laughs> right. I wonder if there's going to be more towns that they dis- that Preacher destroys, in a way. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's going to be really fun looking at, like, rewatching this and being The like, only two people that survived, right, were the... Well, who who is she again? That angel type thing. Angel type. Thing? She keeps like she can be reincarnated, or if you kill her. Oh Remember right. Remember the sheriff right, had, right, had right, choked right, her, right, at, like the, like the, finished her off. She was like on ice. Woman. Yeah. Yeah, she survived. Like, what is she though? I think she's a demon. Okay. I mean, because, like, they said she was from hell. She seems to have similar powers to but them. But the, the, the gunslinger just murdered her. What? The gunslinger murdered her. Well, yeah, but she can't she come back? I yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I mean, I guess he was trapped in hell, right? Yeah. But he got the the, the one last job or whatever. We need you to, for the angels, or, like, we need you to kill the preacher. Mm-hmm. So now he's loose, and then the demon's also out there. Yeah, which is interesting. I thought they were going to go to hell to get ass face back, yeah. um, but that was just a super dick move. I mean, damn. Yeah, he guys his his power <laughs> sent ass face to hell, and he's still there. Yeah. And he like sort of imagined him back as like a 
That was a demon. He pulled out a demon that was shaped like him, it seemed like. Okay. Um, which was weird. That was the only continuity issue I noticed, because I thought that what was going to happen is the sheriff was going to come to the church, see what he thought was his son, and then be ho- housing a demon. That nobody else could see it. Yeah, but no one else would know that it was it, it was a demon. They would think it was just him. Um... I thought that was what they were going to do with that, but instead it was just gone. Like, they mm-hmm. got rid of it somehow, and they didn't show it. Um, well, I think Preacher's the only one that could see him. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Huh. I I didn't get that. I got that it was... That's what I got out of it. Actually there, everyone else could see it. No, I got it that he was the only were... one, because they were like, your son's here, and then he's like, nobody else could see him. And then... And he didn't, he didn't drink the water, and there was nobody there by the water. Because he was like, I'm thirsty. When he came out of hell, the demon ass face. Yeah. Or, or the vision. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I got the impression that he's actually there, but I could have. <laughs> no, it's like an illusion, or it's like a reminder that, hey, he's still in hell. I mean, he couldn't see him later, like, but I didn't think that was the same thing. I thought that there was a demon there, and then, like, it was just gone. But then, like, later, he was imagining it. I don't know. Maybe he was just imagining it the whole time. He was the whole time, because uh, he didn't drink the... Nobody drank the water, and nobody was there when he said the... He looked... He, like... I think there's a point where a preacher's like, you're not really here, are you? And then, like, there's a shot of the glass of water still full on the pew. Oh, okay. And then, I think some people come in, and then they don't see him. Alright, I misinterpreted I'm pretty that. sure, yeah. And then, you know, at the finale, when he's being checked out at the cash register, nobody else sees him. All right. Well, maybe that was just me being a writer and thinking. But about I don't understand. I don't understand if he's a vision, or it's like preacher's possession is kind of messing with him, or maybe his consciousness, or he's like he feels like he still needs to get him out of hell somehow. Well, yeah, of course that's his but guilt. Guilt, yeah. So I don't know if it's just that that reminder. Yeah, I figured at that point it was a physical manifestation of his guilt, but before I didn't realize it was also. Mm-hmm. Because um, that was the only thing... Yeah, they make, you, they make you believe he actually crawled out. Yeah. But, yeah, and when that happened, I assumed that it was a demon tricking him. Oh. And that they were going to do something with that. But then they didn't. And so I didn't realize that it wasn't really there. That okay. it was just an illusion, like, in his head. Yeah. I thought it was an actual entity tricking him into believing. Into taking him out of hell by making him think he's saving his friend. Yeah. But... That's- I'm pretty sure that it, he was an illusion the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's a tricky scene because I didn't get it the first time either. I watched, I, I got it more after we watched it again. So. God, that sucks. 
Yeah. Well, it's weird though too, because like he doesn't hallucinate ever, like in the rest of it. I know. You'd think they would like set that up if he was gonna have a like you know prolonged hallucination like that. And it's and it's and it's interesting that he, in the flashbacks, he prayed for his dad to die, so he's still. I don't know if it's just a coincidence, or if that was really, you know, part of the possession like well or I, why I why doesn't he explode i think that was just a coincidence and that's what made him the way he is and like mm-hmm. why he decided to come back and be this preacher yeah. i think that was just character motivation um because obviously he didn't get the uh the genesis until yeah. um you know the events of the series started mm-hmm. because I, I don't think like you can just preemptively like make a wish like that and then like magic will take effect before you're endowed with magic yeah if that made any sense no it does magic so, yeah it's a really good show I hope they put it up on Netflix because I want to watch it again yeah they're gonna it's gonna be probably be next year yeah. They're just now adding Flash season two. <laughs> yeah. On the, on the fourth. Mm. They should put it up though because it's one of their better shows. It really is. It really um, is. Um, um, it might be their best show on right now, actually. I think so. I think it was one of the best shows of the year. Yeah, it really was. Um, I mean, I think I would put number it number three. Three or. Four. I think maybe four. Uh, but I like Stranger Things like a little more. Oh, I see, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'd put Stranger Things at four. Yeah. I like Preacher a lot better. I think I would put Preacher at four because I, I really liked it, but I think our I love, flip-flop. Bro. I love Westerns. I love... Uh, humor yeah I don't know this this show had it all everything that I like I like the unpredictability because I was like yeah on I the edge of my seat sometimes because I didn't know what yeah. the hell was going on and their religion like the good and evil and heaven and hell and all that they cover they do cover that stuff pretty well they really do I love the dark towery stuff that mm, they yeah that sequence like, where he's like uh, going through hell, the the gunslinger. Oh man. Yeah, well I love that. I just love how like it's just that got that wacky tone. Mm-hmm. It's like we can do all this. It doesn't matter that like it's not, you know, your typical cohesive story. We can still tell this story, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah. I really want to read it now. Oh um, yeah. But I just went and got comics, so like I have to wait a bit. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got the first one, but I think I'm gonna have to end up double dipping because I'm not gonna be able to find another used copy of like the second one. Yeah. And you know it's got one of my favorite people uh, on the front quoting. It says, uh, "More fun than going to the movies." Kevin Smith. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know if these, uh, 
It looks like all the characters, just skimming through, it looks like all the characters from the show are in there. Nice. So, alright, I think that'll do it. Yeah. Is there anything more that you wanted to say? Um, About Preacher. Definitely watch it if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, cast was great, direction values were great, writing was great, um... Uh, how bizarre it was. I loved it. I told Jake to watch it. Nice. Because he asked me last night for show idea or, sh you know, good shows that are out. And I said, if you can handle the weird and crazy, we try Preacher. He's like, is it a drama? I was like, dude, it's everything. Western, yeah. horror, comedy, drama. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, in the Dark Tower, Roland is talking with uh, his quartet about uh, stories across their different universes. And uh, he's just surprised that, like, they like genres to, like, stay within mm -hmm. the genre. And he's like, so it's kind of like having a bunch of different food on your plate and not wanting it to touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's funny. Well, our next one will be the Lobster movie. We're going to discuss that in detail. So, uh, this has been Nerd Files. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. Peace out. Peace out.